Are you ready to get real? Welcome to Real Estate, the world's loneliest career, where you're always out of balance, unfulfilled, the role models are fake, the numbers unattainable, and you're just supposed to be and do it all. Join self-made millionaire real estate agents, wives, moms, and business owners as we level up, learn from special guests, and elevate and disrupt an entire industry through real education our way. for this today i'm super so excited i feel like mr mckinney right i hope he's proud of us for teaching this and then maybe we should re-invite him on yeah and um have him you know really get into it because yeah this totally like changed everything for me like it was it's almost when you understand this it's not fair Right. Totally. And, um, you know, what's funny is it was probably years, like five or six years later. Yeah. That I, when I was at Keller Williams, I got introduced to the disc test, which mm-hmm. is like their Bible for personality stuff. Yeah. And then, um, now they created like the KPA, which is their own version of it, but it's all based on bolt so we should definitely yeah because people know the disc so we'll definitely have to talk about like a bull is a d you know that kind of yeah. thing so i love my mug <laughs> i feel like i should name him probably probably <laughs> i like that he has like the little <laughs> uh, you know there's an inside joke about that so um many moons ago, I was talking to Ryan about tattoos. And I was like, I need a new tattoo. What should I get? And he was like, you should get Hello Kitty. And I was like, why in God's name on God's green earth would I get a freaking Hello Kitty tattoo of all things? And he was like, "Um, you know, because you have Hello Kitty all over the house. And I was like, that's not Hello Kitty. That's a Japanese money cab. (laughs) Thank you. Not the samesies. Not the samesies. Do you remember when Hello Kitty had a store in the mall? I do. I used to love that place. Like, that was my jam. Like, I would, like, beg my mom to go in there and get that shitty gum. That was my favorite thing. They have the the penguin guy. Yeah, the penguin guy was super cute. It wasn't like it was, like, Sanrio Hello Kitty or something, right? Sanrio, 100%. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. My daughter would love that store now. Yeah, I bet they still have them probably in Japan, I would guess. Mm. All right, frenzies. I'm so excited. Today we are going to be talking about something way back old school from way back, what, 20 years? 20 years ago? We learned this. I know. Um, it feels like 20 years, but I feel like it was probably only about like 12 years. It was a long day. No, it was longer than that. Because Kaylin's 11. It was pre-Mac and pre-Jack. Like, that was like, this is a long time ago. So, anyhow, it's called BOLT, which stands for Bull, Owl, Lamb, Tiger, which is a version version of selling or connecting with personalities Um, that's been around way, way, way longer than the disc profile. I was just saying to Angela, I think like maybe five or six years after we learned about 
bolt selling. Then, um, you know, I was introduced to the disc profile, which is now like everywhere and everyone talks about the disc. So we'll kind of work on like integrating them together a little bit, but, um, bolt selling changed for sure. Both of our lives. So, um, at the point that we were learning this, we were, uh, we did work together. We worked together like 20 years ago. Um, for a a company um, that outsourced sales and marketing staff to new home builders. So we were in new home sales, right? And so um, we were under the tutelage of a man named Mr. Keith McKinney, who we love to this day, who we hope will come on the show eventually. But um, he taught us all about bolt selling. So essentially, the idea is that every person has an innate personality that is, um, you know, solely and only theirs. And because of that, those people receive information differently. They need to be talked to differently. They need to be sold to differently, which understand, um, you know, in new home sales, it's, it's really selling. Like they're teaching you to sell a product in resale real estate, the product that you're selling is really yourself, right? You're selling yourself to clients and people that you hope to work with. Um, and sometimes you're selling the house, but yeah. you know, so the bolt technique really, really helps people to almost instantly figure out who it is that they're talking to and identify how that person receives information and can be sold to and thereby you know, how to have a really happy, wonderful transaction with them. So let me tell you how crazy this program is. When I'm sitting in a model home and I see a car pull up with a car full of clients, I'm already getting clues as to who that person is and what lot and what house is the perfect house for them based on that and how they interact Um, between that time and the time that I'm talking to them probably about three to four minutes. I already know what house they're going to buy. How would that change your life as a realtor? Pretty major, right? So crazy. Yes. Um, I mean, to this day, like when I show buyers, I only have to show like four homes. That's it. Wouldn't that efficiency like change things quite a bit for you? Yes. Um, there are so many things that you would be shocked to know, um, just based on this personality type, it gets really, really, really easy once you understand it. And it's almost an unfair playing field because once you really understand the personality types, there's people are predisposed to the same types of things in each house based on their personality type. And if you don't believe us, look in your own house, talk to your spouses. Um, it's a thing and it's crazy. So I'm excited to, to teach it to you guys because it's something that, um, honestly, like it changed everything. It made my life so much easier and, uh, it's, it's crazy. So same. And not, and not even just like in, um, your real estate transactions, like this is a, it's almost like understanding the love languages in your personal life. Right. Like, um, it's just a huge clue into the people that are around you all the time. I've even heard stories of organizations like bigger companies where, um, everyone in the company, their first day of work takes the bolt quiz and then they put what animal type they are on their desk so that anybody that comes over to interact with them knows, okay, that's a tiger. This is how I should deal with them. Or 
that's a lamb. I should be a little softer in my delivery, right? And so the whole organization super focused on um, people's needs. And everyone has a uh, personality type. Everyone has an animal. It's probably possible that you have one that is like your major and then you've got one that's like a little bit of a minor animal, but um, people are extremely consistent to their animal type. It doesn't really change. It can change um, a little bit throughout your life. Like I am a tiger and I've always been a tiger, but as I've gotten older, I've definitely become more bullish. So it can change a little bit, but um, this is a hundred percent accurate. Everyone has an animal. Everyone has a personality type. And if you can, like Angela said, learn how to, um, visualize them really quickly, then like down to the lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I'm a bull, right? So, okay. So for instance, <clears throat> we have clients <clears throat> that are looking at a house right now. And um, they are the exact same personality as me. The wife is. Um, husband is the exact same personality as my husband, Josh. We were showing them homes. And I'm like, you know what? These are not going to work. Um, the only house that's going to work for them is my house. They want my house. Because if you're a bull, you want to be able to see that house from outer space. So bulls <laughs> are going to be getting like the prime lot. They don't care. They're going to pay for it. Um, and they want the best lot that everyone on the planet can see. So it's usually like the high lot premium lot or a corner lot or something like that. And the house is usually pretty massive <clears throat> and like a show house. They're not usually getting a ranch style home. If they are, that ranch style home is going to be epic. Um, so I knew that my house would be perfect for these folks. And they ended up buying my house. So <laughs> I'm telling you, it is a thing. Um, they've done a lot of testing on the bolt system and they say that it's 97% accurate by the way, which is yeah. unbelievable. So <clears throat> again, this is a, this is a sales technique, like a, you know, if you were in an organization or a company where, um, you were a salesperson, this is one of the techniques, the greatest techniques ever that they will teach you. And yes, in real estate on the resale side, we are salespeople too. So this is super fun. So again, it's bolt, bull, owl, lamb, tiger. So let's go through each of the personality types and then we can go through how you deal with each of the personality types. Do you want to take bull since you are a bull? Sure. Um, so I am a bull, which is a high D um, and it's called the driver. Um, I am the decision maker. Um, I have no problem making decisions unless it comes to um, something that I don't give a crap about, which is like choosing where to eat. I don't care. It's like a menial thing that I don't care to choose. Um, but <clears throat> when you're dealing with me, if I get a sense that you don't know what you're talking about, I will completely shut down. I will not buy a single thing from you if I know that you're lying to me and I can tell right away. Um, it makes me crazy. Um, it also makes me crazy when people say something like, you know, this one's cheaper. You should probably go with this one because it's a better choice. I never want that one. That's never one that I want. I never use a coupon. I'm never that person. Um, I'm like, I will pay full price. I want quality. Um, I want to be able to see my house from outer space. Um, I will always drive a very custom car. Um, you'll see me coming a mile away, um, if not further than that. 
Um, <clears throat> usually, uh, bulls are going to drive something that not everyone else has. So that's very expensive. Very expensive, very flashy. Um, that's very custom. So color-wise, it'll be a custom color. Like I used to drive a Tiffany blue Corvette. Um, and then I got a lime green AMG um, GTS um, because I was tired of seeing Corvettes around town. Um, so now it's beautiful. It's white. It's custom pearl white. And I love it. Um, but those types of cars are typically driven by bulls or tigers. You're not going to see a whole lot of owls in that personality type that are driving supercars. Okay. Um, usually it's going to be a custom color or black, their car. Um, so that's like all blacked out. Not like they just got it off a lot like that. They're very, very shiny, very, very wet. <clears throat> so the bull is interested in outward appearances and again there's zero judgment with any of the personalities right you know they're all they and i am a little bit bullish too now as i get older but um the bull's favorite part of a house like angela said is the exterior yeah so when you're showing a bull a house they want it to look extremely grand bigger than the rest of the neighbors sitting high up on the lot like angela said you can see it from outer space a bull's car will always be flawlessly clean versus a tiger will drive a really nice car, but it will be a mess. Um, but a bull's car will always be flawless because he comes in. <laughs> they're interested in everyone seeing the flashiness. And, yeah. the and bulls typically are very good um, at making sure that they have the money to pay for that kind of thing. They're not usually spending over their means. Um, they do get extremely offended if they want to see something and you show them something lesser than because you determine that arbitrarily they can't afford it or they shouldn't afford it, um, they will immediately shut down and go buy something else much bigger um, from someone else and then rub it in your face. 100%. Right. So we'll, we'll talk about how to deal with each of the personality types in a second, but the owl. The owl is my husband. The owl um, is the high C, guys. Yeah. Um, more reserved, does so much more, um, you know, research, research, all of the information. Okay. So like if the bull is going to buy a TV, the bull will go to Best Buy and the bull will pick the biggest, brightest TV on the showroom floor. The owl will go to Best Buy, Target, Walmart, Amazon, Costco. They will research Every, you know, you'll see them Googling the model number. They'll be looking mm -hmm. on consumer reports. The owl is paralyzed by not having enough information before they make one choice. Whereas yeah. I will walk into a model and buy a house immediately on the spot without ever doing any research on it. That's and the owl's favorite part of a house is the library, the office, office, the basement space where their books can go, the place where their computer is. The owl's favorite spot is their um, quiet, private place in which to nerd out on research. Even if you know the house doesn't have an office, it's going to be their little corner of the world where they can owl it out and research everything. Totally. Um, in our new house, Josh is getting a personalized office that's like epic, and it's got like the hidden bookshelves entrance, right? Like that's like his. Thing. And me, I'm like, I don't need anything. I don't care. I just want my house to look really pretty from the outside. <laughs> lamb. Okay. So the lamb is the high S 
Um, the lamb is the person. <laughs> These people were my buyers all day long. Mm -hmm. The lamb is the person that is uh, quiet, reserved, likes safety, likes security. Um, this person does not do well with pressure. This person does not do well when asked to make uh, decisions very quickly. And the lamb usually defers to a different personality type. So the yeah. lamb usually only can make a decision when either the owl, the high C, has given them enough information that they feel comfortable or in a lot of ways, the bull or the tiger has talked them into doing it. Um, yeah, they are never married to each other for some reason. You can't have two lambs, otherwise you're never going to make a decision. No one's ever going to do anything. Um, they need somebody to kind of tell them what to do. Um, and so I always um, was a financial closer for those types of people. I always let them make their own decision, but showed them why it would be stupid not to purchase. The interesting thing about a lamb or a hias also is that um, when applied with a lot of pressure, they can present like a bull. Um, so when the lamb or the high ass gets backed into a corner and they feel really, really pressured or really, really fearful, they will come out really big. It's like this armor. Um, and that's where you see like a, a lot of lambs, um, in my opinion, are the ones that you have troubles with in transactions because they present so sweetly, calmly, kindly through the whole transaction. And then one thing happens that applies too much pressure to them and they come in screaming like a bull and you're like wait a minute what just happened to my really really nice right client uh where did they go um so you have to watch for that they get buyers removed. not a bull but they will pop up like a bull mm -hmm. if they get buyer's remorse whereas a bull will never come back and like i will never return anything <laughs> i'm just not gonna do that that's not me no. um so my husband it i rub off on him on some some things, but he's definitely an owl. Um, lambs, my kids. Mm. Yeah. Okay, um, let's go to Tyga. Tyga, Tyga. Okay, so if you've ever been in a grocery store <laughs> and you have done your, well, look, the grocery store analogy is great for uh, explaining the four personality types in general. So yeah. the bull would go to the grocery store seeking three items and they will buy the brand name or the package that is shiny or pretty or flashy. The mm -hmm. owl has a list and they know everything that they need to shop for. The lamb will go through the store probably the entire time torturing themselves about whether or not they're spending too much money or forgetting something, or they should be buying the Costco brand instead of the Kirkland brand. The Tyga buys whatever they want in the entire store and then they spend another $450 in the tiger aisles, which yes. is when you're done shopping and you have everything on your list, it's those aisles while you wait in line that have magazines and gum and shiny things. Tigers are in love with the shiny things and they will buy everything in those stupid aisles. They were literally built to trap tigers. The tiger is the eye on the disc test. So the tiger is the person who you know, think of Tigger is constantly bouncing around, very excited, happy to see people, always has something to say. The tiger's the life of the party. The tiger's favorite room in the whole house is the kitchen because the kitchen is usually what's bright and shiny and flashy and stainless steel and it has all the new gadgets that they bought. 
that they have no idea how to use. My entire way that I'm talking right now is I'm a tire, right? That's the tire. typically lend themselves towards purchasing a car that is a very bright color, um, like red, like my lipstick color, red, yellow. Um, those are colors that are going right towards the, the tiger personality. Um, and typically, not always, but typically they are overspenders, overextenders. Big time. And the tiger um, versus the bull with the car thing, like we said, um, the bull's car will be meticulous because everyone looks at the bull's car and the bull wants to be seen. The tiger's car will be a fucking disaster. It will be full of fast food wrappers and MLS sheets and kids toys and anything on planet earth because the tiger is just excited to have the really fancy, really pretty car and they don't have enough time to stop and clean it. That's the tiger. I think I forgot to say the lamb's favorite part of the house. The lamb's favorite part of the house is the master bedroom. And that's because that's where they retreat to their safety and their security. It's their own space where no one else can go. Lambs are usually like big bath people at bath the end robe, of the day. Yeah. They have their candles and their bathrobe and their book and their glass of wine. Lambs are very healed by their bedroom yep. bathroom. Definitely a five-piece bath. They're probably not going to buy just a shower. Definitely not. <clears throat> no. Yeah, you can usually get them with a fireplace in the bedroom option. <laughs> yes. Yep. Lambs love a good fireplace in the bedroom. <laughs> Actually, bull would also because that's a yeah. show feature, but they would never use it. Right. Tiger would be like, "There's a bedroom in here. I walked right past it." <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's cool is when you start to identify these personality types, um, and let's talk about how you can identify them. How do you spot a bull? Usually, they're walking very intently. Um, they're dressed typically um, better than others. Um, sometimes they are walking ahead of the other people in their party. Um, usually they're the ones driving the car, typically. Um, they usually will park <laughs> in the driveway like they own it mm -hmm. or right in front of where your front door would be and blocking the driveway so no one else can get in. Um, Bulls do not, um, well, let's talk about how to spot them first and then we'll talk about how to deal with them. But um, to me, probably a bull is the easiest to recognize, although I do feel like a bull and a tiger. They can be very similar. Used. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, a bull will be well-dressed, well-shoed. A bull will always have makeup on. Yeah. A bull presents very, very well. Um, an owl, how do you recognize an owl? Um, typically an owl will be in a vehicle that was something that was um, a better, um, they might have the exact same car as me, but it's in a different color. Um, one that was cheaper, one that they found on the lot um, when they did their research. Um, champagne colored, white, bright white. Um, <clears throat> usually it's a later model car, something that's sensible, that's paid off. Um, owls are typically very, very good with money and sometimes frugal, um, but they usually have money saved, um, whereas bulls don't. Um, we just um, spend what we've got. We're not taking it with us, damn it. <laughs> um, and they always marry each other. That's what's so yes. interesting, too. Um, you know, if you're dealing with a couple, you're, you will never 
have two bulls. You'll never have two owls. You'll never have two lambs, two tigers together. Like they will just yeah. kill each other. So if, if you find that couple, then you bet on how long it takes for them to get divorced, which yeah. is jewelry. Their jewelry is a really good indicator on, on who they are. Um, bulls will typically have, um, if it's a female like me, um, a very customized ring, very big jewelry. Um, they want you to look at them. Um, and they're very big personality typically. Um, when they get very quiet, that's not usually good for anyone. Um, when they stop talking, which is very minimal uh, chance it's going to happen, um, if they stop talking and they're in your model home or in a home and they're just sitting back and watching, that means they don't like it. Um, if they can't stop talking and they immediately go to, um, you know, walk around the outside of the house or everybody else is inside, they want to buy that house and they're going to, they're the decision maker. They are going to force the other person in their party to make that decision. 100%. So the owl will always be walking behind your bull or your tiger. Um, the owl <clears throat> probably usually has something in their hands. So whether it's their phone, because while you're showing them around a property, they're looking on Zillow or Redfin to get information. The owl is the person that loves having the physical MLS sheets. They might have that. They could have a notebook. Um, you know, the owl is looking very, very closely at the details inside of the property. And um, the owl is asking questions if they can interrupt their bull or their tiger long enough to even get a question in. And they probably know more about that house than you do. Um, those oh, they absolutely know more about that house than you do. So that's, you have to watch that because if, if you, don't you are a bull, yes, if you are a bull, which most salespeople are some combination of bull or tiger and you bullshit an owl, you are done. You, that relationship will never recover. Yep. Um, how do you spot the lamb? Um, usually they're being trampled by one of the other two. <laughs> they're very quiet. Um, they're more observers, you know, they're, they're not, um, the decision makers. Typically they're buying whatever they were bullied into buying. Um, you know, like they want to make a good decision. Um, they are very highly influenced by everyone else around them. Um, but they're very, very quiet. Um, and so you need to talk to them in the same way that they're talking to you. Um, don't forget about them because typically they do um, make decisions at home. And oftentimes um, bulls might change their personality at home, mm -hmm. um, something like that, um, where they're tired of making decisions and they're just a different person at home than they are at work when they're on. The lamb is the person who um, you and the bull or you and the tiger are already in the kitchen or you're already in the master bedroom and the lamb is still at the front door taking their shoes yeah. off right? Just, just kind of taking it in. The lamb is the mom that stays back and hangs with the kids. Um, again, a lot of times you can go, where did my lamb go? And you'll find the lamb in the master bedroom, in the master bathroom, the master closet. The lamb is uh, very quiet. But again, lambs can present as a bull when backed into a corner. The lamb in a transaction when something goes really wrong is the one that will scream and yell and go crazy emotional and completely lose their mind. Yeah. So you have to pay attention to your lambs, even though they're quiet and reserved. I always used to show them the master bedroom last. And I always let them go into that room without me. 
I never went in there with them. I always let them go in by themselves, open the door for them and got out of there because that's their space. They don't want you in it. Absolutely. Um, the taiga, how do you spot the taiga? The, there is literally no way on planet earth you cannot spot a taiga. They're parking in the front yard of the model, typically. Um, wherever they are. out of the car screaming and yelling. Oh my God, I can't believe this is so good. The yeah. tiger, the tiger feels like animated. a crack Sudafed sandwich for breakfast by the time that they got to meet you. If you're meeting with a full blown tiger, um, the tiger will talk so much that they don't even pay attention to the house because they're just so excited to be there with people. The tiger will always be the person that says who lives here because right. they want to know the story, the people, the human connection of the home that they're buying. So the tiger is going to be the one that's wandering around the walls, looking at family photos going, Oh, a nice family lives here. They're the the one that you will always get to upgrade on options. They will always pay for options. Um, they will never get black or white appliances. They will always pay for stainless steel, even if they had to mortgage their life away for it. Um, and granite countertops, they're getting that. Yeah, they're getting the, the steam shower. Um, mm -hmm, that's happening. Um, the gigantic tubs and overpriced toilets. If there was a urinal option, they would have that too. Um, <clears throat> you're those people. Again, bright, shiny, the aisles in the grocery store were literally built to trap the tigers. They would rather buy a house that was one less expensive from the top and then load it up with options. That's those people. Whereas yes. the bull would buy the most expensive home and then put the basic amount of shit in it. As Absolutely. long as it had an office with French doors for their owl spouse. That's all they care about. If they're in a good mood that day. <laughs> If they're on their meds. <clears throat> okay. Be on meds. It's just, it's so powerful because um, once you really get this and you start being able to identify people and breaking people down by their personality type, I've said this many times in my life, being a very good salesperson who is very in tune to who human beings are can be super manipulative. Yeah. Um, it is a blessing and it is a curse. If you are a salespeople, it makes you the top salesperson at home. This can hurt you because you know how to get exactly what you want from the people in your life. So you have to really watch that boundary line. But once you really learn this quick and easy way to identify the psychology of who you're talking to, you know everything about them, everything about them. So let's talk about how you present things to each personality type, and then we can talk about how to deal with them when things get tough. But so if I was the real estate agent and Angela was a bull and I was meeting her this afternoon to look at homes, I would go through the MLS and I would look specifically at the exterior of every single house. And I would know that because she's the bull, she's the decision maker, right? And so I would look for um, exteriors that are all brick, all stone, have a lot of custom landscape lighting. Um, the landscaping is done very, very well. There's a, a really sexy front porch. The garage needs to be, okay, so true story, guys. I was married to a bull and my bull almost didn't let me buy my dream house that I'd looked at for 15 years, you guys, which was the sexiest fucking house on planet earth because it was turned 
so that you couldn't see the garage from the street. I am dead ass serious. And he would always, you know, I would wake up every morning as my tiger ass and go, it's so bright and shiny. Aren't we so lucky that we live here? And he would go, I just wish I could turn it a quarter turn so that you could see it from the street. That drives a bull fucking crazy. So, um, you know, I'm pulling my listings and going through them to make sure that the exterior looks really, really good and really, really flashy. Um, if there are twilight photos, you know, that house needs to look really sexy at night. There needs to be a lot of lighting for that bowl. And again, we know that we're in the strongest real estate market in recorded history. You're probably not going to need to use the bolt system right now to sell anyone anything, but the market will turn. And eventually you are going to have to figure out how to sell people on things because that's yeah. how this job is supposed to work when the market isn't like this. Um, and then, so Angela is married to an owl. So then I would know, okay, so when we get to the property, I'm going to talk about the community. The bull wants to know that they're buying in a prestigious neighborhood. The bull wants to know that the guy two houses down is a celebrity or a sports player. Um, the bull wants to know how many cars fit in its garage. It wants to know that the siding was hand hammered by a little man in Italy. It wants to know all the big flashy things. Um, so I'm presenting all of that to my bull, but then when we get inside, because the bull doesn't care, the bull is done at that point. <laughs> like they yeah. either like it or they not in two seconds based on the outside. <clears throat> then I'm going to focus on Josh, who is the owl. And I'm going to talk about the way that the house was built and who the home builder was and when the house was built and how much land the house sits on and how the schools are in the community. And then I'm going to show the magnificent office with its French doors and its quietness to my owl. And that's how you sell a bull owl couple. Yep. While he might be more concerned about the cost of it, I am not. I will always tell him, we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. We're going to buy it. Um, he literally came home from showing that house um, that we're under contract on. And he was like, you know, it's a really, really cool house. Like, I love it. I didn't even have to see it. And I'm like, write the contract. Let's go. I just saw the outside and the back. Let's go. I can make the, the inside look however I want. So that's how that went. Um, you know, if you think it's a good uh, value for our family, yes, we'll buy it. <clears throat> it's very simple yes. for me. Um, but for him, it was really hard to pull the trigger. Um, so a lot of owls need somebody else to say, yes, you're right. You don't have to overthink it. Let's just do it. How do you sell? Okay, so we went over how you sell to a bull. Make sure that you're talking about the outside of the house. How do you sell to the owl? Um, I typically will not show them houses that are, if they are not married to somebody like me, I will not show them houses that have been completely updated. Um, they are a perfect candidate for a house that is a good value that's going to keep appreciating. Um, they don't care about things that need to be updated. They care about quality and they care about having an office. Um, they're typically not going to be ones that are going to be purchasing for um, a corner lot or some feature outside. They typically are just going to care that it was maintained well. Um, they're not going to buy a dirty house though. They will make sure that the house is very clean. Um, otherwise they won't purchase. Um, I always make sure that it's a good deal, um, that it's an agent that I've worked with, that I can maybe get the house for under asking price. 
they'll 100% sign off on something if they know that they're getting a good deal on it. A lot of investors are owls. They're not typically buying with their heart. They're buying with their wallet um, and their brain because they're trying to make a good decision um, financially. So um, like I said, they're pretty savvy. They're usually conventional buyers. Um, and like I said, they've got quite a bit of money in the bank and they're just looking at, you know, good investments to make, to spend the money on. What about your lamby poo? What do you do with your lamb? What if you have a, a single lamb that you're helping? They buy the way, really anything you tell them to buy. Yeah. And every personality has their hardest, right? So like, um, being a, tiger bull my hardest is the owl because i don't understand why it takes them so long and so much information to buy something that i already know is correct but right. the lamb is hard the lamb can be very difficult the lamb typically um when i'm selling a lamb i'm always very careful to be the protector of them um so i want to make sure they don't get taken advantage of by anyone i want to make sure they're not stepped on if they are married i want to make sure that they're what they want in the house is addressed and their voices are heard um, and that they're not getting steamrolled by someone else because that probably happens to them quite a bit. Um, so I make sure that they're protected. Um, typically they are buying a home that is <clears throat> one of the cheaper homes in the neighborhood. Um, they're getting one of those infill lots that the builder can't sell because we're giving them a discount on something. Um, I'm typically going to close them based on financials. Um, so, the entire neighborhood that I sold for uh, the builder that I worked with when Lindsay was there, um, when we worked together, um, was sold based on the premise that the builder raised the price of the houses so that I could then gift back a massive amount of incentive money so that when these clients went up to the house, it was kind of like, if you don't buy this house, you're an idiot. But they have to make that decision on their own. And if I can wipe out all of their debt, if they're VA, because that's who the market was targeted to, um, <clears throat> if I can wipe out all of their debt and they can buy a house that's going to appreciate a massive amount in the next three years and then they get to move, um, it's kind of dumb not to do that. So they were buying the inventory homes. Um, they're definitely a spec home buyer. Um, your bull is not typically uh, an inventory home buyer. Uh, tigers are as long as you put the right things in them. Um, so when you're selling new homes, it's really important that you understand who your buyers are going to be and kind of what your ratio is of bulls, lambs, owls, and tigers in the neighborhood. Um, you know, like a bull is never gonna buy the bright red house. That's the tiger that's gonna buy that. Um, the people that are gonna buy the houses that are left over, the yellow houses, those are lambs um, and owls. Um, lamb is all feeling. And actually tiger is all feeling too, but in a different way. So lamb is all feeling. A lamb needs yeah be made to feel safe, loved, secured. So I think you said the biggest key to working with a lamb is make them feel seen and heard. And with a lamb, you might have to ask them 300 times before they open up to trust you enough. You right. may have to ask them, well, what do you think? Do you like this? Do you feel good here? Do you see yourself here? And they may never answer you until the 500th time when they feel emotionally safe enough with you. Um, you know, so the lambs, lambs can feel very standoffish, even though the owl is more quiet and reserved, the owl is still engaging because they're asking questions or they're interjecting their own information that they know the lamb can go dark. I have never fire, fired a lamb or a tiger. I have only ever fired owls. 
Same. Because they are adamant that they know more than you about everything. Um, and they've done all this research and the research that they've done shows X and you can't possibly be right. So I'm happy to fire those folks. <laughs> tiger. Doc usually deals with them. So How do you sell to a tiger? Um, a tiger, I feel like a tiger is the one that you have to protect in the opposite way of the lamb. A tiger you have to protect from doing stupid shit all yeah. the time. The tiger is the person that's going to be like, oh, there's multiple offers. Let's bid $150,000 above asking. Let's give away appraisal. Um, let's send the seller some cookies. I would like to go over and lick their faces and hug them and touch them and tell them that I love them. Can you please deliver this handwritten note, please, please, that talks about how much we love this house. The tiger, you have to back off the psycho ledge. You cannot let a tiger in a house that has cameras. Ever. Or you need to tell your tiger before you go in there. I love playing poker with tigers. Because <laughs> you always know what they've got. But a, a tiger makes dumb decisions. Um, and they buy dumb shit for no reason. You're right. Yes. So your best um, way to be a fiduciary or to be a good agent with a tiger is to calm them the hell down and help them to make a rational decision. You could see seven houses on a Sunday and the tiger will buy every single one of them. They're great. Perpetual shoppers too. Once they're under contract, they're the ones that are still looking for houses. A hundred percent. They're, oh, you know, my, my tiger, guys, this is a true story. Um, my tiger, I had one this year. I love them so much, but we saw 119 homes and I know this because uh, her husband was an owl and he was keeping a spreadsheet because he was so pissed off at her that she couldn't make a decision. So we saw 119 houses. Um, we offered on 108 of them. Unfortunately, they were just in a really crazy, crazy, crazy price point. And uh, this morning, while we're sitting here on this podcast, they closed in November. She's in my MLS app all day long, every day. So I just got a notification that she favorited a property and ditched yep. and trashed four others. The tiger never stops. The tiger, when they present to you at first, will be your favorite because they want to make a decision and they want to buy something quickly, but they can drive you crazy. And you have to get really good at reining them back in and reminding them about what the end goal is. You also want to make sure you get a prequel way in advance for these folks. <clears throat> Because they're prone to making dumb decisions, these are typically the people that will impulse buy shit from people that come door to door. These are the people that will end up listing with you if you knock on their door. Um, these are the door knocker folks that will buy all the Girl Scout cookies from every single Girl Scout that's ever come to their front door. Um, they also own things like solar. <clears throat> uh, all of the cleaning products that anyone has ever brought to their house. They're usually uh, a part of every MLM um, that's on the planet. Um, they are very susceptible to buying anything because they just want to talk. And usually them talking involves them eventually opening a wallet. Um, my grandfather is where I get my tiger from and he's passed now, but he um it's like old family legend. I mean, my grandpa literally almost bankrupted himself and his entire family out of millions and millions and millions of dollars that he worked his entire life for. He was a Holocaust survivor and an immigrant. And all he wanted to do was talk to people. And so they would call the house and he would sit on the phone for hours 
with door-to-door salesmen and phone salespeople buying all this crazy shit. And eventually we had to put the kibosh on the tigerness. So yeah, the tiger definitely get a prequel. Um, the bull, if the bull is on the line with affordability, the bull will figure out a way to make that shit happen. You know, if a bull needs an extra $10,000, they're calling family, they're working overtime, a bull will never not get what they want because of money. A tiger will be the one that's like, um, my credit score is a 520, I don't understand. But I have 12 apps on my phone that say that it's a 760. I don't get it. So you do, you have to watch out for the tigers. Yeah. Let's talk about what not to do with each personality type. What do you not do? What angers a bull or causes a bull to lose trust in you? I mean, the one thing that pisses me off more than anything else is I mean, slightly related, but unrelated <clears throat> is when I go to use my debit card and for some reason, something doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I get irrationally pissed off. And if somebody can't fix something for me immediately, I am the person that will switch fucking banks because of it, because I know that money's in there. Why can't I use it? So if I am made to be embarrassed by something, yes. like if I'm in a model home and I would say something like, oh, it's really cool that you guys include this. And you say, oh, no, 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 no. That's not included. I'm now embarrassed. I'm not buying the house. Everything has to be a bull's idea. And the yeah. bull is always right. And the bull can self-discover that they're wrong, but you cannot tell a bull that they're wrong um, ever. You can let that bull dive head over the wrong cliff, but you cannot tell them that they're wrong. Um, a bull, a bull does not like to be embarrassed and understand that the line of embarrassment in a bull's mind is very, 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 very thin. Right. So, um, they do not want to be shown up. They do not want to, like a bull is a person where if they're driving a Mercedes and the guy next door drives a McLaren, they're not buying the house because they don't want to be shown up by the McLaren. So never show up a bull, never, um, insert information that makes them feel like they are wrong. Um, A bull cannot deal with details. You will drive a bull insane dealing with details. So you never want to (laughs) No. So if you're a high C or you're an owl, that's a very tough, to me, bull owl or bull lamb or back and forth. Those are the toughest. Um, but you know, I will tell you like my go-to is, did Josh already read it? Cool. I'll sign it. Yeah. I don't even remember. I mean, if you call, if you call the bull and you, you know, you guys are going through the contract that you're about to submit together and you're going line by line, by line, by line, by line, the bull will set the phone down on the counter and walk away and they will be so irritated with you. They will have to calm themselves down to come back to the table. A bull needs the details quickly. Um, you know, if a bull asks you to write an offer and it takes you until the next day, you're done. If a bull asks you to do something where they send you a text message or they leave you a voicemail, you need to respond to that bull immediately. Even if it's just a, Hey, I'm in a meeting. I'll call you back in 10 minutes. Um, they do not like to feel slighted and they need things to happen quickly. Bulls can't stand this shit with multiple offers where it's like, we see the house on Thursday and we're waiting until Tuesday to accept offers. Um, The bull will be the one that's like, what does it take to win the house tonight? 
get on the phone and find that out. They're also the ones that might call the seller directly and say, what do we need to do to make this shit happen? I'm tired of this bullshit. 100%. What is it going to take? 100%. That's, that's the client you have to watch out for. Because if for some reason they can't trust you to do your job or you don't do it fast enough, they're going to go around you. That's that person, just so you're aware. Um, you know, you have to watch out for that. Um, <clears throat> you know, because oh, an owl is never going to do that. An owl's never going to do that. They're going to wait. They're, they're patient. Bulls are not patient. A bull needs you to do everything very aggressively and very quickly. Yeah. And even if you don't have the power, like if you're in that situation where offers are, um, you know, you're waiting for offers to be accepted until after the weekend, a bull is the one that I will send screenshots of conversations to because yeah. a bull is very out of everyone, the least trusting um, and they need to know for a hundred percent sure that you're doing your job. So a bull is the one where I will say, unfortunately, they're waiting to accept offers until Tuesday, but I'm going to follow up three times a day, every single day until Tuesday. And then I will follow up at 10 AM and I will screenshot that text message to my bull because the bull doesn't trust that I am being aggressive enough for them ever. The bull is the for sale by owner. They're always the ones that can do everything on their own and they usually can. Yeah. Um, I would also say that typically for a bull, it's a lot easier to sell them a new build without competition. They're, they're happy to overpay for it. They just want the guarantee that they're getting it. Um, they don't like the task of 15 offers. They just want to walk in and buy something and be done. That's it. Yeah. Um, I would say like you definitely want to be quick and you definitely don't want to like they're very fast to go around you and they will go to a model home without you and cut you out if they think they can get a better deal if you are not quick with them you have to put them in your car these are not people that you can trust to like go out on their own without you and go look at a uh, an open house and be loyal they're not going to do that a bull is on their own and if they don't find it on their own um, I would be shocked. Um, they are the ones that are out there looking, driving around neighborhoods and they will find it before you every time. A hundred percent. And they're also the ones that, um, they're going to call you on stuff and it can get super uncomfortable being yeah. with a bull. They're going to tell you that your communication is shit. They're going to tell you that they found that property before you did a bull gives no fucks. They yeah. do not care. Um, and you have to, yeah, you've, you've got to move very quickly and very aggressively with a bull. Most people are very intimidated by bulls um, because they're very quick to make decisions and they're very matter of fact. It's not that they don't like you. They just don't have time to figure out whether or not they want to like you. They don't need 35 friends. They just want somebody they can trust and they can delegate that to. Otherwise, they have to add that again to their plate of 900 other things they have to do. Um, <clears throat> they're extremely loyal, though. I was just going to say, a bull, when you take her the bull the right way, will refer you more business than everyone ever in your life because the bull's loud, they're vocal. Um, the bull likes knowing to their sphere of influence that they're the person that gave that person the real estate agent that did the deal for them. Yep. The bull is always the referrer because they yeah. want to be in charge even in their peer group. If you are a bull and you are selling another bull, you have to back down. If you don't back down, and tell them that they're doing an awesome job. They're super smart. They're like making a good decision and you know, they trust you. If you don't do that, you're never going to work with them because you're just going to butt heads and nothing's ever going to get done and they're going to hate you and you're going to hate them. 
And a bull doesn't want to talk about feelings. That's the last thing I think on a bull. Um, they will. Some of them will if you meet a female bull a little bit more. But a bull does not want to sit in the kitchen of a house and have you say to them, oh, my God, can you imagine your family eating at this kitchen nook? The bull is going to be like, I need to get the fuck out of here. We have three more houses to see. I already know I don't like this one. Or I already know this is the one. Stop talking. They don't want to hear feelings. They just they don't receive that. That's not right. They will know before they even get into the house. They are curb appeal people. They care about landscaping. They care about how it looks on the outside, period. That's it. And if you make the mistake of saying to a bull in a tough conversation, um, how do you feel about this? Or, um, you know, are you okay? They will be furious. Furious. We don't have feelings. <laughs> okay, owl. What do we not do when we're working with an owl? What is harmful to an owl relationship? Um, do not steamroll them. Um, they can also present like a bull. Um, they are much more quiet, but they are calculating. They are watching how you react to things. Um, if you are a bull and you're working with an owl and you don't know exactly what you're talking about, they will shut down and not talk to you and go work with someone else. They are not the type of people that will sign an exclusive buyer's agency or listing agreement with you until they trust you. Um, they're not giving you any financial information. They will likely not even pre-qual ahead of time. They probably, however, will do something online um, with Rocket Mortgage or, um, God, who's the other one? Uh, Quicken Loans. They're those type of people. They're shopping for shit online. They don't want to talk to people unless they're talking to them. They don't want human interaction. They're not super social people. Um, if they That's can buy it online, point. they will. Communication-wise, um, a bull, a bull likes a text message because it's easy, it's quick, it's on their mind, out of their mind. An owl likes a text message or an email, more specifically for an owl, because then they can have all of the information. They can keep going back and referencing it over yeah. and over again. And an they owl of things, they want to see all the options and how much they costed. Bulls don't give a shit. And if you are a bull and you're working with an owl and you're getting irritated by how much detail they need, you need to get more detail. The worst thing that you can do to an owl is cut off the information. An owl needs every point of data that you can give them. They need to know um, the mill levy for the taxes and they need to know if the HOA is solvent. They need to know, um, you know, the HOA rules and guidelines. They need to know every single piece of information. That's the hardest relationship for me personally is working with an owl because as a bull, I feel like, why don't you just trust me? I know what I'm doing and I know that the HOA will allow your truck to sit outside of your house, but you can't say that to an owl. That is really demeaning to an owl to say, just trust me or I've got you. You need to give the owl every resource for information that you can. The best thing you can say to an owl is, I don't know, but I will find out. Um, and here's all the documentation ahead of time. Here's all the title work um, three days before so you can read it before closing. Um, those are the people that are going to read every single item. So you better call title and give them a heads up that this is a reader and they're going to be there for a while. Um, and that's totally fine. Um, you're going to make sure that they have their stuff well in advance. Um, and you better send them all of the HOA docs, including financials for that neighborhood, because they want to make sure that the HOA is in good standing. And they're going to call and check. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the um, and them. the best thing you can, you know, the hardest thing with an owl in a multiple offer scenario is that you just don't get a lot of information from the listing side. Right. Um, you know, so you just have to stay in contact, constant contact with your owl. I will say when you're dealing with couples, usually it's the bull or the tiger that makes the decision. But if you piss off a bull or a tiger's lamb or owl, their spouse, you're we'll done. Protect them. done. Yeah. yeah. We will protect them fiercely um, and they will protect us. So um, they're not going to let us make stupid decisions. Um, and if somebody comes after us and starts talking shit to us, they will get our back and you'll see a different side of them. So um, yeah, you have to make both sides happy. With an owl, I think the worst thing that you can do is just squelch the information communication line. They need information. Yeah. They need communication. Um, and I think that distrust happens the most with an owl, in my opinion, because um, an owl knows where to get everything that they need. You can't lie to an owl. You can't bullshit an owl. They already, you know, they, they know where to find everything. An owl, an owl could do any job. An owl could wake up today and be a, a lawyer or a real estate agent or a car sales guy because they know where to go find everything. Um, so owls will... You can't lie to them. You tell the truth to the owl all the time. Um, what about the lammy? What is what's the worst thing to do to a lamb? What do you not want to do with a lamb? Gosh, I mean, they're used to not being heard. It doesn't mean they like it. Um, you know, so if they say that they can't go over a certain budget, and you show them houses that are over that budget, um, or are gonna go over that budget, they're gonna get really pissed off because you didn't listen to them. Um, if they tell you that they want X things in the house and you show them something completely different, they're going to get mad um, because I think you're not listening to them and they're very quick to fire you. Um, they will fire you for that. Um, they want to be heard. Um, and that's, that's it. You know, like they, they don't want a lot in life. They're usually the more reserved folks that um, can come off as not as smart, but it's because they're, they're quieter. Um, they're not the ones doing the research, but um, they're typically a spouse and not the decision maker. Uh, oftentimes they're women. Um, so it's, uh, it's an interesting dynamic and they're usually married to somebody that's like a bull or an owl, very controlling of them. Um, and you'll notice that, um, they might take care of the kids. Um, and that's all they're, they're worried about and letting somebody else make the decision. Um, they will love you forever. If you actually talk to them directly, um, most people don't talk to them. Um, and so they get, uh, you know, even their spouse, you'll see that it'll, it'll come off as disrespect um, and you'll see it. <clears throat> and it might be an aggressive spouse with a not so aggressive or very um, subdued um, spouse. And you'll see that and you'll think, oh, my God, are they being abused? No, they're just a different personality type. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they are being because the bulls and the tigers definitely beat people up, but yeah, um, the lamb needs you to check on their feelings. Yeah. Frequently. And again, feelings, feelings, they might cry during the experience and you're yeah. just going to be like, what the fuck are you crying for? Everything is feeling connected to the lamb. everything. Um, yeah. And again, you, you can't take asking them two or three times how they feel and them not giving you a real answer personally, because they need to feel emotionally safe with you but a lamb needs you to check on them emotionally all the time. So every time that you write an amendment or an inspection resolution, an inspection objection, it needs to be, how do you feel about this? Do you feel okay about this? Um, 
These are typically people that put stickers in their car, by the way. Yes. <laughs> because they have to get something out. Yes. They want somebody to listen to them. And sometimes that's how they, they act out. I think that they get a sticker out of the car ever, unless it's like a political sticker. Yeah. <laughs> I think the kiss of death with a lamb, if you're a bull or you're a tiger, is just not checking in on them enough. Um, doing things quickly, you know, just typing up an inspection resolution and sending it to them instead of, you know, prepping them and saying, hey, this is on the way, or will you read this and tell me how you feel about it and if you would like any changes, um, you know. Making sure that you keep them in the loop and you communicate with both people. Um, typically, they are somebody that will get steamrolled and not be added to the loan or to title, and they're quote unquote okay with it. They are not okay with it. No one's ever okay with that, okay? So make sure that they have somebody in the transaction that's protecting what they want to, um, because otherwise they're not going to talk to their friends about you. Um, they're going to say, look, she was great to work with my husband, but she um, sucked working with me and I don't want her to work with you because of that. Do so. not steamroll a lamb. Um, it's very, very, very easy to steamroll a lamb because they're quiet. They're sweet. They just go with everything. They're so nice. Um, but that makes them feel awful, 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 awful. And that's when they hate you. Now, a lamb, if you're working with a lamb on their own, they, they do need some loving pushing, but this is why, in my opinion, women should be the only ones that work with lambs because we are really good about like, okay, I think this is the right house and you should make an offer. This is the one that you've been waiting for, but I just want to know that you feel okay about it before we write it, you know? Um, right. You got to emotionally connect with your lamb. And like I've said, like three times, lambs will lose their minds if you don't protect them. If they don't feel emotionally safe with you, um, if you do something that makes them feel like they're being walked all over or not listened to or like you're bulldozing them, yeah. lambs will lose it. Like there is nothing on planet Earth like a lamb who's mad. They're way worse than a bull because everything stays inside that they explode, explode. Yeah. So they will be the ones that write you horrific reviews on the internet. They will be the ones that um, call you. And it's not just yelling because yelling is one thing that sucks. They're the crying. The crying. And you're like, oh my God, they're the ones that will say, I'm disappointed in you. And you'll be like back to second grade when your dad yeah. yelled at you. Be nice to your lambs because they can be scary. Um. Not that you should ever wear something low cut ever as a realtor or something that's like scandalous. If you wear that around um, a lamb, you will never get to work with them. Um, I used to tell Lindsay, I was like, you know, the reason why I sell so much in these houses is because I'm safe. Like I'm mildly attractive. I'm overweight. I'm non-threatening. I'm smart and I can help them make decisions and I give a shit about what they're buying. So I'm not threatening to anyone. Um, and to lambs, if you wear that kind of shit around them, like if you're wearing those like low cut dresses, um, the super short, short skirts, seven inch heels, don't um, do it. No. And you might be tricked into doing it because your bull might do it. So right. this is where we talk about mirror match, right? Um, which maybe next Tuesday we should talk about mirror match for a whole episode, but this is where mirror match gets so important once you learn the psychology of the people that you're working with trying to not be manipulative like i said earlier but um, make them feel safe and comfortable and make them feel confident in you by mirror matching 
you may be with a couple who's bull lamb and the bull may make you feel like the bull wants you to dress very sexy, um, you know, bold, big colors, bright lipstick, big chunky jewelry that will freak your lamb the fuck out. Yeah. Your lamb needs you to be safe and soft and warm and comfortable. So, uh, you know, you do have to do quite a bit of mirror matching in the way that you move from talking to the bull to talking to the lamb and back and forth 10 times in one conversation. What about tigers? Um, What do we not do with tigers? Tigers are relatively hard to piss off. Yeah. Um, I never show tigers the option sheet. (laughs) I typically will not show them that. Um, I'm never going to show them a house that's basic. Um, They don't want a basic house. Um, They might not be able to get into a corner lot, but they'll be able to get to one that's got a bigger backyard. Um, They don't care about landscaping. Um, Usually their landscape looks like shit um, because they've got a lot of other stuff that they're focusing on. Um, They don't care a whole lot about the exterior. Um, They mostly care about the interior. Um, You know, they are going to choose more bold colors, more custom, like bright colors on the house. Um, Black walls. (laughs) And, um, you know, they're probably going to be, like I said, driving a bright colored car. Um, maybe not the highest model, but like a lower model, but it's got like all kinds of buttons and shit that they don't know how to use. Um, typically I will show them a house that's not as big, but it has all kinds of bells and whistles. Um, usually they are the people that you're going to want to get deposits from up front. Like they're going to pick some ugly shit in the design center. Okay. (laughs) Typically they're the ones that are going to be buying the stuff that no one else has because it's super exclusive, but it's also ugly as fuck. Um, <clears throat> tiger's hard to make mad. The tiger doesn't really because there's they hop from things thing to thing so quickly and they're so like up in the air all the time. They're they're difficult to piss off. But I would say that where you make a tiger mad is um, slowing their roll, which, like I said a minute ago, sometimes can be super important being a fiduciary with a tiger because you do have to be like, dude, calm down. Like you're going to make a really bad decision here. I need you to back up and calm down. Um, But that pisses off a tiger. So you have to know that you probably only want to insert yourself um, when you feel that it's really important and you're really trying to protect your tiger because um, a tiger does not like being stopped when they're on a mission. When When a tiger gets something in their brain, there is nothing on earth that's going to keep them from getting it. Right. They are steamrolled. Two choices. You cannot give them four to five choices of anything. It's either A or B. If you give them more than that, you're setting yourself up for disaster. They will second guess everything. They will make a choice mm-hmm. and then realize they can't afford it and then go back and second guess it and make another choice. These are the change order people. Oh my God. These are the change order people. Yeah. And a tiger, um, I think the only other thing that really makes them angry is not showing them what they want. Yes. So a tiger will self-actualize for themselves. But, you know, if, if your tiger really has a certain neighborhood, a certain type of house, a certain feature, a certain something in mind, even if you know that it's not right for them and you keep it off the list and you don't show it to them, a tiger will be furious and they will drive you psychotic. They will just keep going, well, what about that one? 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 So you need to make sure that you let a tiger 
see what they want. Even if you know you're going to hate that house, they need to go and, and figure it out for themselves. Or even if it's, that's probably going to end up being too expensive, they need to go and figure it out for themselves. And you never cater to tigers. Builders that do the two by four construction, 24 on center, those are your tiger people. They're like, okay, I don't give a shit how this house is built. I want granite countertops in the kitchen. I want all the sparkly things inside. Um, I don't care if it's going to blow down in two days. Those builders are targeting tigers, period. And they typically will build all spec homes because if they don't and tigers start building, they will change their mind rapidly, constantly. Um, they have to buy a home that's done. Like, don't show them houses they can build. And the other thing I think that would piss off a tiger is you don't interrupt them or make them stop talking. So again, most natural salespeople are some combination of bull tiger. If you're a bull and you're talking to a tiger and you are irritated because your tiger has been on the phone for 40 minutes talking about the sunset today, you can't, like you really almost have to hang up the phone and have an accidental finger quotes like dropped call because you can't go to a tiger. Well, it was lovely talking to you. I've got to go now. They will be furious. Yeah. A tiger. Needs you. Hmm. Schedule okay. your time to call you. That's a real thing. If you know that you have, you know, have to call your tiger today, <clears throat> make sure that you call your tiger when you've got 30 minutes to an hour's worth of time. I like to call them on speakerphone with their spouse. That saves time. <laughs> lovely that was really fun i um amber asked what book are we referencing yeah charles clark yep i um, dropped it in the chat there's a link to it if anybody needs help finding it let us know um again very similar to the disc test but this has been around way 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 easier to understand too i think so too i mean they really physically behave like they're animals yeah. Really, truly, like a bull is like a bull in a china shop. You know, an owl's the studious person with the glasses that is looking at everything. Oh, right owls and lambs typically buy ranch style homes. Mm, interesting. Lambs. Lambs are um, quiet, reserved, sweet, you know, cuddly, cute. And tigers are all over the place. So um, I feel like when you're new to identifying personalities or buying psychology, it's easier to like identify them with the animal types because you can look at a person and go, oh, that's a lamb, literally from the way that they're carrying themselves. They're like, oh my God, that's a tiger. You know, my mom is a lamb. My mom is also a lamb. My sister's a lamb. Yeah, I would say your sister's probably lamb and owl. Owl for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um Kaylin, I think is a he's a bull tiger, just like I am. Um but yeah, and most people have too. Um, most people have like a primary and a minor the same way that your disc usually has a primary and a minor. But um, I think it's, I, I hope everyone, there's quizzes online. We can post the link too if anyone's interested, but it'd be really cool to see everybody um, take and it. And have your spouse take it too. Yeah. I mean, I think that most people most people know what they are with the exception of like a bull or a tiger will go, yeah, that's what I am. An owl will go, well, I need to make, take the quiz and just make sure. And a lamb will go, well, I need to take the quiz and then. I'll take it if you think it's the right thing to do. And I need a couple people to tell me if they really think I'm a lamb or not, you know, but most people listening or watching this probably know um, what they are already, but I would challenge everybody to take the quiz. Um, 
you know, find out what you are for sure. And then for the rest of the week, it's Tuesday, spend some time just looking at people and identifying what you think that they are. And um, I'm telling you, once you know who someone is, they're done. Putty, putty in your hands, which again, is the biggest sales tip on the planet is this bolt thing. Mm -hmm. um, I like it way more than the disc stuff because I understand it better. Um, but literally this changed my entire sales life and my life in general, you know, like it's really important to understand how people interact um, and their personalities because now I have a better relationship with my family because I get that I can act like X and it's not good um, interacting with my son who's very different. So I have to change who I am um, to have better relationships in life. So um, it's really important and it's a, a huge, huge, huge thing that most realtors don't understand at all. Um, but once you get it, even a little bit, it's a big game changer. <clears throat> I think that most realtors don't understand it or most salespeople don't understand it at all because most of us are prone to being a bull that just railroads over everyone else and assumes we know everything and we're perfectly correct all the time. Right. Or tigers um, that are too busy jumping around, staring at shiny things to listen or feel what other people right. are. But um, yeah, I mean, this was life-changing for me too. Yep. It's very strange to realize that not everybody thinks and acts the same way that you do. And even weirder than that, it's very strange to realize that sometimes innately the way that we act and the things that we can do can be really off-putting to people. Yeah. And that's, you know, can be a reason why we're not as successful or why our transactions are harder or, um, you know, why we're, why we're struggling. And by the way, if you're working with other real estate agents, I think it's a safe assumption to say, treat every single one of them like a bull. Yeah. Um, especially if you're talking to a listing agent. Or so in this market, remember listing agents, two line text message, do not call them on the telephone and tiger them for 40 minutes about how wonderful your buyers are and how amazing everything is and how you're going to get, they will tune you out so fast. They will never remember who you are. And even worse than that, you'll be irritating to them and then they won't want to work with you. So um, I would probably definitely recommend treating every agent out there right now like a bull, unless you know them to be different for sure. Yeah, I would say most agents are going to be bull, owl, or tiger. Mm -hmm. um, and the owls are the ones that are typically the ones that run the massive teams and they're mostly men, um, I would venture to say. Um, yes. They have massive systems and they don't typically talk to clients <clears throat> or agents. Um, most of the agents in production, normal production are bulls. Some are tigers. Um, you're not going to see a lot of lambs. Lambs might get a real estate license, but they're not the ones that are producing typically. I have had really good luck the last year with, um, video messages and voice memos to other real estate agents when I'm on the buy side offering on somebody's property. And I do think it's because, um, and I, I really, I was thinking about this bolt system when I came up with the idea, but I really think it's because it appeals to the bull and the tiger, which is most likely who's listing those properties. It yeah. appeals to the bull because they get something that's instantly different that catches their eye. And it's like, whoa, what the hell is that? Um, either a video message going, hi, I'm Lindsay. My clients are the Smiths. We're offering on your property. It's a kick-ass offer. We would love to work with you, blah, blah, blah. 
you know, it needs to be 30 seconds or less, but when a bull gets a video message in their phone, they go, what the hell is that? And they actually look at it. And then a tiger is like, Oh, a new thing. What is this? You know, so I've had really good luck sending little video messages or um, voice memos if, if they're an iPhone. Yeah, I am not a reader. I am going, you got a 30 second timeline in which I have attention span. So like when I'm on YouTube or Facebook or whatever, I watch the shorts, I watch the um, reels. Like I'm not watching long videos of every, anything. I'm not reading more than a paragraph of anything um, <clears throat> because it's physically painful for me. Cliff um, notes are literally invented for bulls. Yes. Yeah. So that was really fun. I super enjoyed that. Next week, let's talk about um, taking all of this and diving into mirror and matching. Yes. Which is another super magical sales manipulation tactic. So if you guys want to go and like take your tests and maybe grab the book that's attached to it, if you're not me <laughs> and read it, or if you're me, you'll just like go through each pair, like each um, first paragraph and highlight it and be done. Um, <clears throat> it's really, really, really helpful. It really is. And so tell us where you are. You know, the tiger in me is like, I want to know. I want to know what everyone is. Tell us what you are. We'd love to know. Yeah, we want to know what you are. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Angela and Lindsay would love to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Connect with the Homegirls on social media at The Real Homegirls Podcast.